conversations around wellness and weight loss can be complicated. There's the Instagram filter we all see on IG and social media, and then IRL. And between $20 smoothies and daily ice baths, everyone is doing the most to hack the health system. But there's a better way. Row. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. And you can sign up from the comfort of your own home. No scheduling a doctor's appointment, commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Of course, medication must be paired with diet and exercise modifications in order to achieve any stated results. Medication cost is not included in the program. Patients must pay for medication separately. With Roe, average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roe.co slash andysgirls. You can sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash andysgirls. Sign up today. But my copay is priceless. Mercury's in retrograde, and the IRS is after me. Guys, <laughs> it's Andy's girls. It's episode five, and we have a theme song. And we have to give it up to the wonderful Camille Harris. Oh, listen to that, Camille oh Harris, God, who composed this. Thing, I die for that. It's like a fun little charmy charm. Camille Harris wrote us a great tune. You should follow her on like social media stuff. She's a yeah. great comedian and composer. Oh my god, musical icon. I'm so excited. What so, a lovely, what a lovely addition to our podcast. I would like to say that Mercury is in retrograde. I did get a letter <laughs> on saying that I owe back taxes. And Sarah it did just take a muscle relaxer. <laughs> I'm gonna take a little napsy in a little bit, guys. And we are, we're cheersing. I'm not allowed to drink alcohol, but I might have a little bit. I'm having some delicious Sun-kissed. <laughs> diet sun-kissed. Diet sun-kissed. <laughs> the diet part is super important. Um, it, it was a really big week for me, Sarah, with, I mean, it was a terrible week in my personal life. <laughs> But for the Real Housewives, it was a huge week, and I kept thinking, like, I can't wait to talk to you. Um, and yeah, uh, so first things first, we just have to get to it. Yeah, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, uh, part three of the reunion. Yeah, and I felt like uh, a lot of stuff came out for me. I felt like it was a good episode. What did yeah. you feel about it? I thought it was really good. I hated the end where he was like, say something I was not nice. Into that. Like, we're not watching the housewives for them to be like, you're so pretty, which nobody said. I just, I'm overwhelmed with love for Erica Jane. Yes. I cannot believe she never saw a single episode of Housewives before signing on. I don't see how that is possible for someone who's so 
entrenched in the idea of pop culture and like fabulosity and who's constantly surrounded by a harem of gay men like I don't know how you couldn't have seen a single episode she must have had some sort of like cultural knowledge understanding, understanding yeah, of it yeah that's true but that's I true. but it was weird to me also like if Yolanda was like her friend even like a peripheral right, friend she would know about LVP yeah. and everything yes. else so <sighs> how do you feel about LVP to like after this week I was sort of sad by the fact that when Andy was like, do you have anything to apologize for? And she just like cut a bitch. Like she was like, no, just immediate. I sound like Jules. I'm saying like all every three seconds. Um, I was sort of sad that she couldn't fake some kind of something, especially after when she said how hurt she was by Eileen and who else was it? Was it Erica? Eileen and Erica, and they were both immediately like, I'm sorry, I hurt your feelings. And yep. she just couldn't, not for a second. And you know I love LVP, but, like, not for a second. You couldn't even just, it's okay to apologize if you don't mean it. I mean, like, just handle it over. Like, give them something. I, I think, was sort of shocked by it. I feel like uh, LVP mishandled the, this season. I feel like we get it that it is their job is to sort of be, I guess, as authentic as they can in the moment, but also, like, you know, to create drama. Mm -hmm. But obviously, like, the whole plot line became about them trying to create a plot line that involved Yolanda. And Lisa Rinna really showed her ass. And, like, like she obviously was pushing plot and then got kind of got called out for, like, not being real right. and pushing plot. But then it, like, it was very clear, though, that, like, Lisa Vanderpump was a part of that. And the fact that she didn't own any of that, it's like the first time, like now that she seems super inauthentic and, and I hate to say this, but I'll say it on the record. I thought about whether or not I wanted to, but I think she was acting when she cried about her like domestic abuse. And I thought that oh was really, God, I thought the same thing too. And I thought it was embarrassing. Like I felt like it was a moment for, she just can't, would not be held accountable for any of her actions. Do you think she was lying? Oh my God, this is so I don't much know of us. This is so much house of us. Do you think she was lying for the attention? Or do you think, or do you think she was, or do you think it really happened? Do you think that she was lying about it happening at all? Or do you think that it really happened and she just was like over emoting a bajillion years after it happened in order to distract people? I think that it, I guess I think it really happened, but I think that she like, really tried hard to make herself cry. And, like, the whole pointing and being, like, whoa. Two, and then the second. Yeah, it yeah. was, and I was, like, that feels so... It did feel super stilted, but I also think that she feels like she has to deliver sadness and emotion, which she, it just doesn't come naturally to her. I think that's a British thing, and I think it's also an LVP thing. Because totally. Because Ken can get very emotional and very sassy, and he is also of the Brit persuasion. I think that Lisa, just genuinely, she's cold and that's okay like that's entirely okay that's it's everybody's also, a snowflake well i think that what was interesting though is that andy and then many of the women there were sort of like if this no they didn't say if it was true but they said like well it's interesting that you didn't bring this up at when, the exact perfect moment right and like to have compassion and empathy for right. your friend or for this woman who's in woman. your circle of friends co-worker rather than bring it up now where it just felt like i i don't I think you're acting. Like, I feel like this is totally, like, you pulling some, like, uh, acting class I'm from 1997. So sad about it. Yeah, I was not thrilled. And here's the other thing. And, and I, I still love her. You know I do. I know you do. 
I thought of you <laughs> while it was happening. I, I think the other thing that I thought was interesting about this week and the LVP situation, and I know you have very specific feelings about Kim and Brandy, but I feel like when I... <laughs> When I think, <laughs> when I think of if Blah. Kim and Brandy have called you manipulative in the past, and Erica Jane is calling you manipulative this season and saying you're a sniper from the side, hmm. and Lisa Rinna is saying you're being manipulative because you aren't owning your truth and you're not saying that you are participatory in right. the thing, and Eileen is saying you're manipulative. It's like, and Kyle is actually saying you're you. She knows it, it's a way. I love you anyway. Right, which is like. It's an alliance then. It's like an alliance to keep the peace rather than... An alliance to be truly... And I feel like everyone fucked up Beverly Hills this season. I feel like the people that were authentic were Erica Jane and I think Yolanda, I guess. But I feel like Lisa Rinna and Eileen. And And I actually think Eileen was authentic. But I feel like Kyle and Lisa and Lisa Rinna all showed that they were just doing things for television, which is like, I get it. But also... If if you get called out on pull on doing things, the then you have to own it. But the problem is that they weren't like Kenya-ing. Like Kenya will do things for TV, and she knows that she's doing things for TV, and the audience knows she doing she's doing things for TV. LVP denied it altogether, and Lisa Rinna did her whole dog and pony show of how real she was being, and blah blah blah, which wasn't owning her real truth. Right. I mean, that was they the both they both played no it issue. differently. I would prefer that people do things for TV as long as they're like, if that makes sense. As long as you, as long as, as, long as you, like, as long in you, the moment, and as, as long, long as, as you. It feels Either super false or super real. Yeah. But not like a, a middle ground. You spit on me. I'm going to wait. Oh my God. <laughs> I wasn't going to do it, but then I was like, I'm going to sk- I'm staring. Oh my God. And there's no alcohol on it. You guys. I had a little dribble. Um, I, yeah, I think that they both played it opposite. Like Lisa Verna played it one way and Lisa Vanderpump played it the other way. And they both a just shower. came across as super inauthentic. And that's yeah. sad. No, I 100% agree. I 100% agree. And the whole Brandy thing, like, I don't want to sit on it too much. It was like, it was weird. Like, I don't know if the women wouldn't do it with her or if she wouldn't do it with the women. Oh, I'm sure it was that it would have become a Brandy show and they wanted to limit her interaction. It was just weird to give her the platform. Why did they do it all together? It didn't make any sense. Like, the Kim thing made sense because she was on camera. Brandy was fired. Like, Brandy did this whole thing of, like, I left to, like, spend time with my family or whatever, which is not true. But it, everyone knew, ev- America knew Brandy was let go. I mean, okay? I I was into it because it was like she was the Greek core, so she got to be the viewer and say like, she got to say like, Erica Jane, you're great, and you called Lisa Vanderpump out. And we her, don't need her to say that. We know it. We watched the show. Yeah, but what for, was she actually saying? She was trying to stir the pot, but nobody cared. And her being like, I can drink now. It's like enough, enough. I don't know that. I'm it, done. You know, I was into it. I I like Brandy because I feel like she's. I mean, Kyle is a loser, and Kyle is the different person when. Lisa Vanderpump's around. But it felt like she was just throwing digs. Well, that was what they asked her to do, obviously. LVP, I don't think, I don't know, I genuinely, whose idea was that? And it didn't make sense if it was like. They did it. Like giving the per- them equal, equal time. Like it just didn't, it didn't make, it's like why have, then why isn't Cindy back on a random. Because she's. Night? She's not talked about, nobody cares. But like, why aren't other housewives from other seasons brought back for this? It's never been. D- I can't think of a time when it was ever done. Tell me a time when it was. Done. I mean, it's the same as any friend of being at the reunion. It's just that she wasn't at the reunion. It was a weird pre. She thing. wasn't a friend of. She guested on that picnic episode where she wore that bullshit t-shirt. Or I mean, I think it's because she is the counter to Lisa Vanderpump and Kyle. So they like they. I I feel like Lisa Vanderpump and Kyle wouldn't do the show again if Brandy was on, and that's why she got fired. Not oh, because. Not yeah, because and Andy wanted she, to get rid of her. 
Well, I just think she stepped. She got. She went too far. She got a little. Um, uh, Danielle Staub. She did not with like the guns and the stuff, but she just. She took it a little too far. It wasn't interesting or fun anymore. She makes things in what way though? Like the whole manipulation of um, Kim and everything else. She just she makes things. It's not entertaining to watch. It's not like fun, sassy housewives where there can be a dark side, and that's okay. She just she pits like, people against each other. I, I like I like Brandy. I know, and I don't. I feel like Lisa Vanderpump pits people against one another. Like how is it different? Because you like Lisa Vanderpump. Lisa's smart enough to do it off camera, but still brings the. But that's but that's an off. But but that's fake. No, maybe that's just her. You know what? Maybe she's just a manip- manipulative person. Maybe it's not for TV. Maybe she's just genuinely. But that's manipulative. what Brandy's saying. Okay, so she. she <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I. No, I, Brandy's like you. Ch- you like made me do things, and now I'm free, and blah blah blah. And I'm so glad to be rid of you. And but blah, now Lisa Rinna is saying the same thing about Lisa Vanderpump. So it's like there's just like, mm, and now everyone's yeah, like, oh, Lisa Rinna's the worst. And it's like maybe Lisa Vanderpump <laughs> is the worst. No, Rinna's the worst. 100%, 100%. Um, there's a shell of a person in Bandy. It's like buried underneath mini ponies and sparkles, but there's something there. I wonder, I honestly like thinking about next season. I don't know who will come back besides Erica Jade. Like, I feel like it really is. Like, I assume Kyle and or Lisa will definitely come back, but well, I think that it, it really seems like a mixed bag of where it's going to go. There is some weird radar online ish that they were looking to bring Kim back, which never. And that Kyle. They do not said do that for Kim's They health. would never. And. I mean, they would never invite her back because they know that she's a liability. Um, see, also Taylor. I mean, like, they know that, like, you can have a bonus season if you're on the right path and then off off you go, off you wander. Um, but and, and so Kyle allegedly was like, if you ask her back, I'm done because it would be unhealthy. But then Kim's been in the news this week. She was forced back to court. Mm. There was, like, a 30-minute arrest warrant. She had to go back. It makes me very sad. It makes me super sad because I think she's I going she to die like soon. Out on... <laughs> I'm not trying to be funny. Like I really think that Kim Richards is going to die soon. I don't listen. Okay, so she was on probation for like the couple of arrests in the polo bar, or wherever. No, it wasn't the polo bar. It was like I don't know. I don't remember some kind of hotel. Um and polo lounge maybe I don't remember. And she was arrested for drunken Michigas. And then part of her probation for like not getting any jail time was going to AA every day or a couple days a week or whatever. And you have to show proof. She didn't have any proof. And then her lawyer was like, we don't have any proof. And it's like, well, first off, it's Alcoholics Anonymous. So how do you get proof? I guess like you get the leader to like sign a slip. I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea. But I felt really sad about the fact that she's then appearing on TV and she's saying like, I'm, which is true, even if you are on or off the wagon or whatever, like you're still in treatment. You don't have to give any information on how long you've been sober. It's nobody's business but hers and I would think her family's, but entirely up to her, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But I just imagine like what if she wasn't seeking treatment this whole time and it's too long. It's been too many years. She's been living with this disease and fighting it over and over and it just makes me really sad. So that is just a <laughs> circle back way of saying like, Kyle, maybe, props. I mean, I don't know how you can do... They need to have one of Kyle or Lisa, if not both. Like, they need to have someone... You need to have an original, I think. I think it... I think that something will happen to fracture their friendship. We know their relationship is cyclical, and right now they're friends, and I don't know how much longer... I don't know if Lisa appreciated that Kyle was, like, you're fake, whether or not that's true. You know, like, and Kyle was extremely generous in how she was saying it by saying, like, I don't care. Just, like, this is good for you to admit that, like, you have... A negative aspect to your personality and then she just refused 
Um, I could see both of them back. I could see both of them back. Erica Jane back. Rena. I think Rena's a kind of a question mark because I think that she was doing a lot of Jill's ironing. I think she did. She jumped off her own shark. And yeah. she also, when you know, she was on Watch What Happened Live. Did you see it with her new do? Loved her hair, except it was way too dark. Yeah, I was not into it. Um, I, you know, I like her old weird like helmet hair. Yeah. But she said something like, you know, I'm there. I mean, to, no, I'm but... there to like that's my job or something about like her drama. Yeah. And Andy was like, "What's, What's your, your job? job?" And she was, like, <laughs> she was like, "To be real, I don't know. I'm fact checking." And it's, it's just not like, a job. Also, it's someone, a, a friend of mine, my friend Alex, Cameron? mentioned that there was like years ago that Jill was on Watch What Happens Live and she said something like, you know I was going to go to the office. I came to your office and I talked about picking a fight with Bethany and you said that would be good. Do you remember that? Wait. My friend Alex told me this and he was like, there was this moment where Jill was on Watch What Happens Live and she said something like, you know, you, she said to Andy at Watch What Happens Live, like, I came to your office and I told you I was going to pick that fight with Bethany and you said that was going to be good and he was like, "Mm, that's not what happened. No, what he said happened, if I remember this correctly, was he was saying that she had come to his office or whatever, come to talk to him, and told him that she was in a fight with Bethany, and he said out loud or remembered thinking that that wasn't a good idea to have that as a plot point. It wasn't like, I'm going to pick a fight with her. She was expressing, as one does, especially those of us in the Jewish faith, all of her thoughts and feelings, including the fact that she and Bethany were in some huge thing and he was saying he didn't think it was a good idea because they are like the Lucy and Ethel of um, New York. New York. Yeah. So it wasn't like she was like, I'm going to film something, but she was definitely saying there was a, something happening. Got and it. that may have been during the time that Bethany didn't even know what was up. Like there was a lot of shit where, you know, Jill was in pre-production with one of her personalities and nobody else knew. Right. So, um... I just think that... I think this happens on all reality shows, specifically the Housewives or, like, the Wives types of shows where people start to try to make TV and then it it folds in on them. And I feel like it's kind of what happened to both Lisa's this past season. Yeah, 100%. And that's what happened to Jill, too. Everyone should... Like, you should watch Ramona and Sonia. They are perfect examples of people imploding and exploding who are just being real, though. he asked our weekly tradition of having the latest real have... (laughs) And Damien's turning around to see that it is that scene of Sonia and um, Ramon. Ramona breaking up. The breakup of Ramonia. Okay, wait. Anything else to say about Bev Hills? Um, um, I don't think Catherine... I don't think Catherine should come back. I don't think Catherine should come back. I appreciate her, though. I appreciate her more than I did during the season where I thought she was super annoying. I don't know why. I oh, was, like, she was so gross. Though. She was like, I've seen the real side of Lisa Vanderbilt. I, I was like, bitch, shut up! I know. You're not... You were never friends on the show. <laughs> now you want know. everyone to know who you guys became even, very close even and threat. LVP was probably rolling her eyes being like, shut the fuck up. Um, yeah. I think it was fine. I think it was fine. I think... Yolanda gave some good shade with some eye looks and some eye rolls. Yeah, I think that um Yolanda, it's the she first. She's gonna be back to form. I could see it. Yes, I agree, and I think that it was cool to see her be like she was there. She showed up to the reunion. And she that was did nice. show up. I think she knew she had to though too, because now she's like a single lady. Yeah. So like no David, no like Grammy money to like. She looked good. Hold her in bed. She yeah. doesn't need that David Foster money though. That that uh. Hadid money. Hadid money is more. Yeah, I don't know how much she got in their settlement, though, right? With Hadid, with, with Mohammed, a lot. she loses it, she loses um, alimony or whatever when she remarries. So she lost that, aside from, like, the kids stuff, and they're now adults, aside from Anwar. She uh, loses it when she gets remarried. Shit. Yeah. So, but I'm sure he'll support her. His houses are, like, bajillions of dollars. Who is this, David? No, definitely not. You Muhammad. mean Mohammed, yes. Yeah, I don't know what her prenup is with David, but I'm, I don't, I don't know. He has so many wives. So many. So many ex-wives. 
Um, so yeah, New York this week was also, I feel like I have a lot of feelings and thoughts about it, um, which I guess is good since we have this, um, you know, platform. <laughs> um, yeah, New York was crazy. I thought, um, I, you know, I'm very into like Sonia and Ramona's dynamic because it's a real friendship. I mean, they've been friends forever. And so I love seeing it like the roller coaster that is Sonia and Ramona. Um, okay. So I totally agree. Whose side are you on right now? I mean, are you on side Ramona where she's saying that she's trying to like give a friend intervention or are you on side Sonia where she's like, who the fuck are you to say anything? We both know you're also a hot mess. Interesting. I hadn't. Pinot Grige or Sexy J? (laughs) I hadn't thought about like it as in being sides because I feel like actually I want to hear what do you have a side you're on? Well, I empathize with Sonia because I do actually think it's sort of bullshit for Ramona to say like you're a little bit of a hot mess when like sweetie like Ramona's usually the one that's instigating stuff and most of the time it's when she's like a little bit sober which is like four to six glasses of Pinot Gris like I actually think that they're both culpable I do though wonder because there are so many stories of Sonia being so trash that she can't physically like move and has to be literally put to bed that is concerning to me I don't we don't see it because she's smart. You know, Andy says, you know, like, she doesn't even drink. I'll watch what happens. Like, she knows that there are moments when she's on camera when she's talking where she's not going to drink. Or when she does drink, it's, like, in party mode, blah, 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 and then she lets loose. I didn't think it was entirely fair to be, like, you have a drinking or party problem when it's coming from Ramona. But then, on the other hand, if you have a friend, you want that person to be able to tell you if shit is fucked. I mean... You could say that Ramona's doing the same thing to Sonia that she did for Dorinda. She saw someone in, like, a really shitty relationship or someone whose boyfriend was saying shitty things about her or their sex life or whatever and said something. Like, maybe not in the best form, although at least in this week's case, she did it in the privacy of Sonia's house. But I don't know. I think it's tricky. I do think that there's a dissolution of their friendship. I think it's really apparent that there's tension there. And I think it's because Ramona has backed off a little bit. And I think that... You can kind of see it. Also, Sonia doesn't look terrific. Sonia doesn't look terrific. I was she looks just really thinking tired. It. And I thought that too. And that might be because Ramona is so overly like plucked and flossed and right. waxed and browed that it's sort of interesting because Sonia looks natural, A, but also just a little tired. I don't know what it is. She also had like no makeup on in that scene. That, that yeah, it wasn't them. great and her hair was a little effed up. Yeah, I don't know. I think that, I don't know that I feel like I, I think it's weird for Ramona to, I think that like I love Ramona, but I, what I love about Ramona always is that she's so funny, but like not on purpose. And also that she is sort of always spiraling out of control. And yeah. I don't mean that like in a negative way. It's just like she's always sort of spiraling and it's, that's what you get to watch when you see Ramona. So I think it is weird whenever she calls people out because I feel like she is sort of so uh, self-involved that Mm -hmm. I don't know that she really notices those things. I feel like it's like Bethany will say, Sonia this, and she'll be like, yes, people have been telling me Sonia's a mess. And then she'll go and be like, Sonia, you're a mess. (laughs) Or she'll be like, Bethany will be like, you know, Luann has just been like hitting me up all summer. I think she's really lonely. And... Ramona will be like, yes. And then she'll be like, you know, Lou, like blah, blah, blah. And I, I just always think that's interesting though when Sonia's sort of calling people out because I don't think that, she doesn't seem like a super intuitive friend to me. Yeah. I don't know. And also like, I feel like her and Sonia are like, 
they're sort of like have enabled each other, so it feels weird I think to step out outside of it I and say like, "Girl, are... you've done too, gone too far." Right. It's like they have enabled each other, and now Ramona's trying to bring part of that to light, and Sonia's like, "No, boo! Like we were in this together. Like we both have our shit." And I don't think it's both related to like addiction stuff. Like I don't think that Sonia has a drinking problem. I think Sonia has a sad problem, and that sometimes inspires I mean, bad choices. I mean, Sonia, I am a, I like. How hard you go against Kim Richards' alcoholism, but how much you defend everybody in New York not having an alcohol <laughs> okay, problem. you cannot. Dorinda, compare. Ramona, Luann, and Sonia all probably have al- problems with alcohol. Wait, say that one again. Dorinda, Dorinda, Lu- Dorinda Luann, Sonia, and Ramona. Ramona has something. Ramona <laughs> has something. Like, something is up with Ramona. Now, speaking of the Countess, Lulu. I thought it was incredibly interesting to hear about that uh, behind the seat talk about breaking the fourth wall. That oh, behind the seat to, 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 to Beverly Hills, Beverly Hills ladies, which I was like, which with I thought Bethany was actually being very generous in saying that the Countess was like being super annoying, but not saying she wanted to do it to be on TV, which was apparent. Well, I feel like she probably couldn't say that. Right, that's true because it's like it's not a show; it's a documentary. But I think that it. I was really into watching the arc, like Luann's arc in this episode, because I feel like she was. Were those LVP tears, or do you think? I thought it was real. I think that she. she I think real. when Bethany said that Luann is sad, I think that she's right. I think that Luann is sad. Mm-hmm. And what I thought was interesting is I really felt like, I think we talked about this last week. And actually, that was your observation that Luann, like showing up at the party with the hula hoop, was really so charming. Cute. So- Cute. And then she brought Bethany like a gift a that was like Carlos Fulci back. So it was too much, but it was like kind. It was way too much. It was, it was kind. super desperado. But and I Ramona the same it was fucking cool. necklace. <laughs> it was so cool. But it was funny because it was like you know like Ramona. It was like a funny slap in Ramona's face. Like to <laughs> me it was, it was, was like so to me that was pure comedy. That was a gift for all of us. But that I was thought, a Fulci bag for all of us. I felt like Luann was like like Bethany called Luann on her shit and Luann owned up to it and was like you know like at first yeah at second not at first yeah I feel like what is also what's frustrating to me and this is like another example of like what it is their job to do Luann I felt like Bethany made Luann own up to her stuff and yeah. Luann did I'm over Carol like running away from Luann like <gasps> your job is to deal with it like I know she's like oh, it's fine we can just say hello and not be friends and it's like Carol your job is to have a conversation with this woman yeah I think she's like taking it way too much and also behind you is the scene of Carol <laughs> This scene, talk about it. <laughs> oh my god, I was so depressed for her because he obviously okay. So Adam I'm very like, attracted to Adam in this moment. I on his face couldn't type. be less attracted to him. First off, he's in Ethiopia for like something about doctors or whatever. I, I don't hate her pillow no shams. I know I hate her pillow shams. Um, he's like in Ethiopia for doctors in a movie or whatever. Blah blah blah. Some <laughs> kind of like border or something. Um, but he looks. <laughs> so unhappy talking to her and it hit me I was like oh my god I think she's exhausted him I think she's now fully in love with him and he's like okay gotta gotta go make like a vegan meatball like he's just like he just seemed out of it maybe it's because he's in Ethiopia and is like tired and he's like a nap or something or like he's like filming or whatever but she definitely and he was like quick to get off the call with her too and then she goes can I Facebook you later and he's like call <laughs> it was not it wasn't good i think maybe you think they're gonna break up soon well this was filmed several months ago and they're still together but i think it maybe wasn't a great maybe they're just together maybe... like for tv though like maybe they just haven't opened up but they're not really 
Well, I mean, they were just in a scene together that aired on TV that we saw. So I was about to say they're not really on TV together, but I guess they are. Um, I don't know. I don't see this is the thing. I don't really get that relationship. I think he's genuinely too young for her and at a different place in his life. And it just makes me kind of sad. So it was like a mom calling her son and the son's like, gotta go. Like it wasn't. I didn't. I, I'm also just confused about, like, I get, I think that, like, Luann went too far with it last year, sure. But I'm also confused about, you know, like, Carol said, like, they'll never be friends again in that interview that you sent me, how she was like, we'll never be friends again, and how, like, Luann said all this, like, misogynist stuff about, like, like age shaming her, and it's like, but you, like, slut shamed Luann. Like, you're, like, yeah, she said that, and she also did a little age shaming and said that she like slept with the houseboy or whatever. I just feel like, just, I don't know. I I don't think I you know I was like I'm Team Luann in that situation because I just feel like Carol went really like not like not Team I was Team Luann in the was they were in the Berkshires when the or were they in like where were they same Barks what happened with Heather and Luann oh in the where the fuck were they in Saint Barts when it was they, Saint Barts yeah yeah. So I was, the ha- I was the- Team Luann then, and I still am Team Luann about that situation. Like, the Adam stuff, like, I guess I'm Team Carol, but I also just feel like we should be over it at this point. I think maybe Carol thought she could ice Luann out of the show if she stopped talking to her, and it's like, you're not the star. You're not even the second lead. You're, like, the third swing. Like, I know. it's not... I feel like Luann has more power than I would like Carol. to see them interact again. I think they just need to grow up and get over it. But I feel like Luann, in this episode in particular, like, I felt like she's... I just feel like your job, like Lisa Rinna pretended, pretends I don't watch what happens live, like my job is to be authentic and be in the moment. And yeah. I feel like at the fucking barbecue when Luann showed up with that fucking all cute with the hula hoop Super and tried cute. to talk to Lu, um, Carol. Yeah. And then in this week's episode, I feel like the same thing happened. It's like Carol is avoiding it and like your job is to talk about it. Otherwise, no, I 100% agree. So I don't know. I'm like kind of over Carol in that situation. Yeah, so am I. Which is like a little Debbie Downer. Um, we got to talk about, we got to talk about uh, Jules and Bethany. I don't know. It, I think Old, it was. I can't. I thought it was super brave of Jules to own up to that shit and not wait to for own some, up to the thing that anyone okay with eyes can see. <laughs> There's obviously an issue. Yes, I thought it was genuinely very brave of her to say that she struggles every day with an eating disorder, which is what that is, right? It's like lifetime. I think so, and I think that like Bethany's reaction clearly shows that like we all know Bethany, Bethany struggles with it as well. Well, but Bethany's responses were all seemingly about her mom, and she's like, "I've had that." And it's like, but I mean, that's clearly like that. Empire is skinny. Yeah. I yeah. Think, I mean, like, I think that there's had a touch of that and a, like a touch a, of some other stuff. Yeah. And, 100%. There's no way that she doesn't feel that. I mean, you don't look like Bethany and not think and have a brand that's called skinny girl and not think about how, wait, what it's like to be thin. Right. Um, so what did we think about the whole old money, new money, Michigan? I actually thought it was great because I think it's true. Uh, what? A person with old money doesn't go buy a bajillion dollar like shack in the middle of the Hamptons and then say we're old money we take our time spending it and then say you have a seven year plan to renovate your house I think that's super new money when you bit off well more than you could chew Um, and you're not doing a lot of chewing that's interesting but I think that it's really new money to be like let's just buy like just buy 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 which is what Bethany did what no she didn't Bethany bought a 3,000 square foot in cash gorgeous like cottage from the whatever's whatever century in prime hamptons paid cash and then bought an apartment with jason that i think he like now owns at this point in cash 
they're still fighting over that. She bought a second apartment, I assume, in cash, and then called it a day. So she's, she essentially has two residences. She has her country house and her city house. Bethany said in a blog that Jules doesn't own her flat iron apartment, so they're, like, renting it. And it also happens to be right above where her husband works at his, like, hedge fund or whatever, meatball factory. So it's – she's renting there, and then they buy this, what she calls 20,000 square foot that's apparently, like, less than 10, which I mean, is still huge. I think it's a beautiful house. Like, I mean – what what's the house there? It's a it's a construction site without the construction workers. Yeah, but it's a huge, beautiful house and a nice it's and a not nice. A, it's not a house. It's a work in progress. You are seven you drink you are such a you drink everything that Bethany says. Like you just take it as gospel. She no no no. Jules and Hugs said, and I quote, "This will take seven years." No, I heard that they are three years in. Okay, to a plus seven, so I guess ten total. Plus she goes. We're old money. We take our time building. That's not an old money thing. An old money thing would be either spending your means, which I don't, I generally don't think they can afford that enormous property, or. He's um, worth a lot of money. A, he is. He, I looked it up. Yeah, but those are the same sites that said Kim had like 1.5 or something. Which I think is she not, has like $100,000. Okay, even that's generous. Um, I, no, they don't have that kind of access. She doesn't behave in a way that makes me think she's old money. First off, she's a cast member on The Real Housewives of New York City. That's not an old money um, I mean, to have. Not really. I don't know that she's old money. Um, she specifically said... I no, 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 I know what you're saying. I hear what you're I saying. I don't think she actually is old money. No, I think that she was throwing a classist dig that could potentially work. Sure, she, of course... I mean, I'm Bethany sure. is very new Bethany money. Bethany is super new money and doesn't... It came from this weird working classy family where like it depended on who her mom was sleeping with. Like she says that openly. Like sometimes we were super broke. Sometimes she went to private school. Sometimes she went to boarding school. Sometimes they were broke again. I mean, it was like very, very um, chaotic. And I'm sure that Jules came from a much more grounded, upscale sure. environment. But I don't think that that gives her a new money um, perspective on her, uh, you know, choices in real estate. Because I think that that. Hampton's estate is a. I think that that is couldn't be more of um, not a dive, but just like a, a hole, a hole for money. It's so fascinating the way you think like this, how you think like that. How how else could I think? Well, because I think that like I didn't read that deep into into Jules' comment, other than to think that what a new money comment, what a new money comment to walk in rudely and be like, oh my god, okay. blah, 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 like, oh my god, what a fucking, like, what a money no, pit. Do you think it's a money pit? Oh, You're no, just throwing no, no. money? Seven Listen, years, oh my no. god, what a, and I'm like, I that's... Think I totally agree with you on that. I totally agree. I think that Bethany is new money, but she is financially responsible now. I don't know what she was like before, sure. but I think she I mean, is I now. don't know, but sure. And I think that Jules is... I don't know what kind of money she has, but I think she's flippant in a way about her resources that doesn't make any sense. You thought, how was she flippant? She's in this ginormous pit in the Hamptons and an underdecorated apartment in Flatiron, and I see no luxe living there, which is not a problem. That's not a big deal. I actually find it interesting that she has this, like, huge nightmare <laughs> stay in the middle of nowhere in the woods like I think that's a really fun like adventure to take with your young family um but I don't think that she's I think she's pretending to be something that she's not and that I find interesting it I didn't yeah I, but really... I do genuinely think that it was like she really went on a limb in revealing stuff about like her past and her health status to someone that has not been as considerate of being open and having feelings. And I thought that took like a whole lot of, to use one of her favorite terms, I'm sure, chutzpah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I was really like, I kind of thought that that was one of the most 
one of the most real moments of, of this season this far because like clearly she like was nervous to talk to Bethany. She couldn't get a fucking word out. Bethany like face was like, uh, I should just be arguing. For, like, and then she said, told Bethany that she was rude, which I appreciated. After yeah, Bethany after was like, tell me what you're trying to say. <laughs> And I was like, oh my god, this is terrible. But then when yeah, she was like, like, oh, I didn't finish college. And she like went on that thing. And then like it turned seven in. Seven years of college. And she revealed that she like struggled. I was Her like, loans. and watching Bethany like listen to that blah, blah, blah. I was like, wow, this is, I felt real. And it was nice. And I felt like Bethany knew it was real. And you know, Bethany is like the realest and the most honest. So she tells us every <laughs> fucking minute. So I feel like she appreciated that someone else like I came to the her. table to be <laughs> real and honest. And I think that Jules was. And I was interested to know how you felt about it. Because I feel like. You have such an aversion to Jules already, and I thought that it was like, I mean, it was like we finally got to know something about her, which we don't really, this is the first episode we yeah, did. Yeah, I have a weird feeling about her. I feel like some kind of shit's going to go down. I don't know. I feel like she's going to turn and go a little cray-cray. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not 100%. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I meant, I don't feel, I feel kind of like Kristen Takeman about her right now. Like, I feel okay. like, I just feel sort of like, she's innocuous to me. Yeah, but I like, let's see what she but, brings. But I this, think she's going to bring something. And this was more honest. A more honest moment than anything I saw from Kristen Teichman, honestly. Teichman. Like, the only thing that Kristen, I can remember about it, Kristen is her getting hit with a plastic cup. <laughs> I mean, that was pretty honest. But I mean, like, led. yeah, but like, she never, like, showed emotion. Like, she never. I mean, she said, ow. <laughs> <laughs> she never showed emotion about, like, her real stuff that was going on in her life, which was clearly her husband being a fucking dickhead. Oh, my God. So Their marriage was so hair. sad to watch. So sad. A lot of these women make these strange choices, I think, with guys that they think are going to, like, go big. Like, entrepreneurs, business, and it just doesn't... Well, I mean, that's what to get some on the show, right? Is that they are living a certain way and that they have these... Yeah, she didn't have money, though. I think it was because the brandy connection and then the modeling and that she was interested. I mean, she seemed interesting. She seemed charismatic. Did she really? No, but in, like, I'm sure in her audition tape she brought it or maybe yelled or something or kid was like rolling around she was friends with heather right that was like she was one of heather's close friends that was like her Mm -hmm. in on the new york circle yeah it was oh it was she also was friends with brandy oh she was you know what she wasn't really close with heather but um josh and heather were friends or like colleagues or something they were entrepreneurs and go-getters can i say something that i'm like super uncomfortable talking about but i just need to say it out loud what did you think about the scene where bethany was packing with her assistant and she was and the assistant was talking about how brand made like final selections on her clothing oh right uh i felt as a former nanny to celebrity <laughs> families that's all we're gonna go on that felt a little uncomfortable wait elaborate nope <laughs> no I, you, I feel like you have to for oh my god is the battery time <laughs> Thank you. Hard pass. But I just, I, um, uh, was a little bit like, oh, okay, she's like probably five-ish, right? She's, she's four not, or five. Yeah, she's got to be close she's to five. She's giving her editorial approval. It felt, listen, I'm okay with, with like saying to a child like, oh, pink dress, green dress. Like, which one do you want? Okay. Blah, blah. But it felt really transactional and it felt like the child maybe thinks, and I know we're not allowed to see her on TV, but felt like the child maybe thought that this assistant was her assistant and that oh i didn't even read yeah, it like that my but little that's nanny that's like your tired nanny ears were like that's like your post-traumatic stress interesting yeah i did not take it like that but now that you say that i'm like oh yeah, yeah i was kind of like great i wanted to know 
Because of the way Stephanie was talking about Brenna, I wanted to see what kind of little girl she has turned out to be. I mean, I've seen her in paparazzi photos. She looks like her dad. I don't mean that as an... I, she looks beautiful. She's a beautiful child. Looks like I wanted to see, like, her behavior. Because you know how, like, Teresa... We'll Teresa, Judice, whatever the fuck. Yeah. Her kids are, like... Her little kids are, like, the worst children. Yeah. I wanted to... I love very much love Gabriella, who's not the daughter <laughs> of Joe... Juicy Joe. I love her the most because she's, like, over it and, like, not into she it. She does not look like him at all. She doesn't look like him at all. And I also think she that she's, like, the smartest... <laughs> Cool. Yeah, she's the coolest. Yeah, I came up for Jersey to come back only to see how Gabriella is do- doing because she <laughs> is so cool to me. I think she's kind oh of my like. God, and I love that you're not talking about Melania. Um, Melania is the worst. Melania she is, is Satan. <laughs> she's the worst. What's the um other one? Gia. No, that's the oldest. Adriana. She, oh, that little one. That's the baby, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't care about the two youngest ones. Like, Adriana's, like, cute, but, like, she's going to be terrible like Melania. Melania yeah. is the devil incarnate. <laughs> um, I feel bad. I feel I feel bad for Gia because I think that she's smart enough and old enough to she's know. She's super smart. And, and I think, she's the one that's the most fucked from this whole thing. We're both holding our hearts, guys. <laughs> I think, I think that when Jersey comes back, I wonder if Gia is. Do you think that she will, like, have a con- green screen because she did in the jersey special like do you think that like they're gonna keep that because i feel like she's old enough now to like she... wait what did you watch like Teresa checks in <laughs> of course i did and how gia had a green screen like she had her she okay. had her own confessional like she sat down by herself as oh right, right. like she was old enough yeah, oh, and, yeah, I, yeah and i just wonder if like, i thought you meant that she wasn't like living at home and so no no no, no. I, just, like, oh my God. I just wonder if she'll like the flow maintain that i don't know i just felt like she was so old and poised and i was like well, yeah, because I think they need she to. Su- well, yeah, with this upcoming season, they have to substitute Joe with another with the surrogate from the family, right? So I think it would be the oldest daughter. Because it's Jer- Jersey. Do all the husbands in Jersey? Actually, this is like a tangent. No, but just he pick- doesn't do. Yeah, they don't do. Who has green But I think she might. Who I has confessionals Lauren when it comes did. to husbands? Oh fuck! This is a good game, guys. Um. In in um in Atlanta, uh, Todd does a green screen or an interview. Does need does Greg leave? I don't no, can't think of him ever doing. Enough. Does Peter? I mean, I can't. He, are there women in the room? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Todd definitely does, but I can't actually think of any other men. Todd who might do be the only one in Atlanta. That's because he's so entrenched in Candy's storyline, which I appreciate. Also, because I feel like he, you know, he's a was a producer on the show, so I feel yeah. like they know that like he can maybe deliver. Deliver. He I don't know. Give a cue. And um. Yeah. No. I can't think of any. I'm trying to think of other husbands that do. I don't think they're as involved in plots as he is. But like Peter really is. Yeah, but begrudgingly so. He's he's not involved in plot because he's adding to the action. He's involved in plots. He's doing terrible things that people are talking about. He's like in the in the plot begrudgingly. None of the ever New York husbands have ever been. I mean, now there aren't any New York husbands. Yeah, there really aren't any. I mean, there's Jules' husband. He's the only husband left, right? Yeah. Oh my God! Wait, can I ask you something and tell me if I'm a terrible person? So, Dorinda's speech which I thought was super passive-aggressive and I loved, at Ramona's party, where she was like, Ramona called me the day after my husband died, which was yesterday, four years ago, and said, come to my birthday and, like, live your life. And I came. So I think we should all, like, remember and cherish these friendships, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So she says the anniversary of her husband dying was, like, four years ago, you know, the day they filmed, like, the day before four years ago. Like, her husband died the day before Ramona's birthday. Did she say four years? Yes. Okay. How long has she been dating John? At I think least three and a half years. No. She, yes. Really? Yes. And she said at a certain thing that her daughter didn't love John because she felt like she moved on too quickly. How soon after her husband died did she date John? I think it was just a couple months in. 
That's interesting. Because I think it was actually more than three and a half years at that point that they'd been dating. So then I started thinking in my head, I was like, wait, what's the math on this? I think she actually did start dating John relatively soon after her husband died, which, like, God bless. Like, you're a widower. Like, find your love, however, in peace. Like, however you need to. Like, that's none of my business, except you're on a reality show, so I have the right to judge you. Mm-hmm. Um, it just was sort of strange to me. I was like, oh, my God. Plus, she had said that her husband knew John. Her late husband had known John. And they loved each other, which I 100% do not see happening. <laughs> Unless her her late husband was an actual angel and was like, I love everyone and like really meant it. And John is a case study. And but all his man, he may have like loved the way John like did their fucking dry cleaning. Like, <laughs> who knows how they really knew him? Right. He loved that steam. He loved that press. Um, yeah, I just was like, wait, is there some like little dirt in here that we are not, people are not taking full advantage of? Because if I was Ramona later on when they battle, which I do think they will be, because that preview for next week was like, holy shit, some like, magic fairy woman comes in to read their tarot card i'm very excited hope it's this um a repeat of um what's her name the tea leaves from queens no in atlanta no i'm sorry in uh, beverly hills allison dubois oh god with the electronic cigarette i hope it's like that all over again nightmare medium hashtag medium for life yeah it was a lot it was i was actually a little surprised but also what did you think of that speech um i you know what it's interesting i felt like it was loaded but i also felt like it was, I felt like it was just a dig at Ramona because it of was t- a dig, right? Well, of course it was because she they aren't on good terms, and so she, like, and why was she giving a speech at all? Was she prodded by a producer? Why was she volunteering to give a speech and then give a loaded speech? Also, why was she saying that people who were talking about her sex life were jealous of her? I think her friend was just like being a good person and saying like, "Hi, this guy that you're in love with is kind of shithole," and then being like, "Well, you're obviously jealous." I thought that was kind of yeah. I don't know. I think just jealous. I think I think to say someone's learning the lesson. I think to say someone's jealous is like a weird, like ignorant defense. But I feel it really is. But I feel like the speech was probably like a weird TV thing where she was like, "I'm going to give this speech because like it's annoying that Ramona invited me to her party and like she just and also I'm on camera, so I like might as well take full advantage." Well, yeah, and I think that Ramona like what Ramona did was also was also annoying to do to your real friend like to do it in a group of people but don't you think if you're a well-rounded person of course you're upset I mean I know that's like a huge assumption that Dorinda is but you're upset that this person brought up what is a very embarrassing story or fact or instance of your of your boyfriend potentially speaking ill of your like sex life or whatever just being kind of gross I get that you're so upset I get that that is masking the larger issue of your your boyfriend who is representative of you you're in a committed relationship you know like when he behaves ill i would think that that somehow reflects poorly on dorinda of course um i get that she was so upset that ramona brought it out in public and also on camera which would have happened no matter what but at a certain point don't you have enough self-reflection to say, wait, there is actually that issue there aside from Ramona? Yes, I think, of course. Why hasn't she caught on to that? I don't think enough time has passed for it, though. I think it just had happened, right? Do you, how much time do you need? I mean, she's be been like, dating him that long, though, that I don't. I think that she's really entrenched in it. I think that sometimes when you're in it, you can't see it, and I think that... But if she's... I think she's ignoring it instead of being accepting of it. I think if she was accepting of it, she'd be like, it doesn't matter, I love him. She's not saying that. She's saying it never happened, he would never speak that way. And mm-hmm. obviously we realize that, no, that's exactly how he would speak. We've seen his behavior over and over again. He's a monster. If Ramona had told Dorinda this news when it was just the two of them, like on camera, but still on camera, but 
just the two of them, whether it was home or like did like a lunch together, do you think Dorinda would have taken it any better? Mm, no, but I don't think she would have had an excuse to hate Ramona forever and ever again. Okay. Um, Dallas. Uh, <laughs> uh, I have a, yeah. things that I would like to say about it. Yeah. Um, Carrie. <laughs> is that her name? Which one? The one who has like the husband who dresses her. Oh, the gay husband. What is the deal with that? <laughs> How have we not talked about that yet? I don't know. At first off, I was sort of offended because they were like going on and on about her closet. Her closet is not that great. It's not great. Like, not terrific. That is not a closet to queen out. But of. I was, I was like into how ridiculous that whole like. It, I was, I'm into it. I'm getting into Dallas. I know you're. It's a slow burn for your show. Next week, Leanne freaks the fuck out. Like, not for TV. Like over being on TV and it is cool like god I mean like I can't believe I'm gonna say this but like thank god that she's there honestly otherwise this would be a snooze fest I, mean, I think the brand it's like who needs a muscle relaxer I might as well just plug it but the fact that, like, but, I don't know but like Brandy dancing with that stripper uh, and then her husband and then she got so sad about it I was so sad that she cried I was like girl but, to, but do you know what the, to me what that says that to me like the the, the, the she's not her true self no, no, no. In her, no, no, no. I die for her, but in her marriage, she's not her true self. She's shameful. She's shamed of her sexuality. To me, what it just reads is like there's brackets there that say like, me and my husband got in a big fight because he knows that I'm going to be on TV dancing with a stripper. You know what I mean? Like that's like to me, that's why the sadness is about. It. It's because they got in a huge fight off camera where he was like, "You're going to oh, embarrass me. You're going to embarrass our marriage." And our are not yet our children. solidified multi-million dollar industry that he's totally focused on. Yes, and like also like you're a young mom, we have children, like our families are going to oh, see this. So to me, like... Oh my God, I'm so dumb. I never once This is like, that. this is like first, the first season is sometimes the best because I think they are the, the most themselves, like, which is apparent by the way, Leanne like freaks the fuck out. But like, uh, I think that that was really sad about Brandy. At home. <laughs> I think Brandy was sad because she realized, like, I think she got in a big a legit fight with her husband about the fact that like, she oh may be God, fucked up so big time on but television. Then if he's so focused on money doing what does he do, by the way? I have he's no a idea. gin. She's a gin. I have no idea. Actually, do not pay attention. I've like barely paid attention to what he talks about. He's not attractive. Mm-mm. And she's so perky and fabulous with those like cute little kids and like that bubbly personality. And yeah. he's just like a drain. He's just a sad Texas yeah. swamp hole. I don't know. I like her. I don't know. I think that they got good personalities. I like they think that it's just like I don't care about the drama yet. Yeah, I like her blonde friend. What's the name of the blonde friend? Stephanie, I think. Sure. Jennifer, I don't remember. Something. <laughs> I'm into her. Becky with the good hair. Not great hair. Uh, yeah. So that's Dallas. <laughs> that's the entirety of Dallas. Wait, and what do you think about, just one more thing. What do you think about the friend, Leanne's friend with the fake um, YouTube show? Oh, yeah, what is her name? Who looks like Keith Urban. <laughs> Yes. Um, who happens to also be poor. Yeah, I'm into her weird web series that she's like does in people's. I'm like, what the fuck is <laughs> what it? What is it? And her poor husband is like, I like it. <laughs> Most times, it's so sad to me. She seems really sad to me. Like she seems like she realizes she doesn't have the career that she wants as an actress. She's for some reason on Real Housewives. I don't understand why she was cast. I don't think she's in any way charming or interesting. But I do think in the teaser, it's, this week is all about teasers for next week. She's I mean, it's like they're like dead well, I carrots, think, but I then think she that, does get into it with Leanne. Well, I think that like what's cool is that they have a real friend. Like that's what's great about season ones, and it's because it's like the people who come yeah. are all connected. Like Brandy and that what's her name, Which Jennifer one? or Stephanie, the blonde. Heather, no Stephanie, I think they are like, like legit best friends. Like they're yeah. legit best friends, and then Leanne and 
the other woman are other legit one. best friends. Yeah, 100%. And I'm not sure. Friends. And I don't I'm, think Leanne's best friends with anybody. I'm not sure how Carrie is connected to anyone. She's the um, nurse. I don't think they know. But I like her also because she's married to a gay man. <laughs> I know. I do appreciate that about her. I was like, oh my god, Carrie. So yeah, I don't know. I Dallas... actually enjoy Carrie too. I, I think like... she's a baller. She's like a baller nurse. Yeah, sure. At this point, where do you where does Dallas fall? But before ahead or below? Ahead, Potomac? DC. Oh, um, below Potomac, a hundred percent, just because they're not as charismatic as the Potomac ladies. But I do also think. But I think their drama actually might be more compelling and real. Like the Potomac ladies. What like, drama drop... do we have though? We have the marriage, the sad marriage, the poop hat. We have the poop hat, same person, sad marriage, just shit everywhere. Leanne's like relationship like getting married not getting married like there's never getting married yeah her desperation also I she was say. a former former carney her watch what happens live was fascinating when she talked about like like i was like i was like i kind of want to just watch a show about leanne like because she's a nuts and she has used to be a carney and she was like talking about like she was like i had adults working for me at my like and she was like naming the names of the games and she was like these are a surefire and these ones are like these ones are a chance of luck and then these ones and i was like what the fuck are you talking about you grew I up on a car like so sort of pathetic of Dallas? I'm into it. Maybe I just had like really grandiose expectations for Dallas, but I thought it was going to be super, talk about old money, I thought it was going to be like, Texas money, y'all, Texas money, Texas realness. Yeah, I think And then I got Leanne. I think I'm glad that it's not that, I think I'm glad that it's not that, because I feel like that feels dated, but I feel like, Mm. what? I feel like Dallas should have happened years ago, like when the OC came on. Oh, 100% totally Because now I feel like, now that we have like, New York and Atlanta, yeah, there's Dallas modern women, you know? Those women that I would have wanted to see are, like, they're like gone. super old. Yeah, yeah. they passed away. Like, <laughs> they are dead. <laughs> they are dead now. Um, should we play our theme song to outro? Just just because it's, like, you know, it's our first time having one. Oh, my God. Should we play our theme song to outro? Does Sarah remember how to press play again? Yeah, I think we should. This was such a pleasant... It was my it, first sober time recording. Hopefully next time I'm super drash to like make um, up for it. I hope so, too. Uh, well, we will see <laughs> you all soon. We'll see y'all soon, y'all. Oh, my God. Let's see if Sarah remembers how to play things. Okay, guys. Have a great week. We will see you uh, next week. <laughs>